Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, welcome to my 2021 personal highs and lows episode. I love doing these episodes. And actually, as I'm recording this, I've just done the business highs and lows. And I'm sitting down now to the personal one. And the whole family is next door in the living room. So I just went out and fed Wilder after doing the business one. And now I'm back in here. And I'm hoping I get this window of time with that, um, yeah, children kicking off. Um, Wade's just making Lexi a boiled egg and soldiers for her dinner. Because we're like, oh, Saturday. She doesn't tend to get very great dinners on Saturday evening. Because we're getting takeaway tonight <laughs> once the kids are in bed. So... Hi, personal highs and lows, 2021. I feel like this year was so quick in a way. And at the same time, I feel like it was seven years in one. It's so, so bizarre. And I think obviously given the situation that we had with um, lockdown in Sydney, but also I think I feel like I went through so many different versions of myself this year, you know, being pregnant, having a baby and, and then re-entering my business and kind of getting as as I'm recording this um I'm jumping ahead now but as as I'm recording this he's almost six months old and I feel like just in the last couple of months maybe like even actually the last couple of weeks maybe last month or so I feel like I'm kind of in that like coming out of baby baby you know I'm starting to get a little bit more he's a little bit more independent and we've got him in a really great routine now which is working really well for everyone and yeah, I feel like I'm back in them. The hair is done. I feel like my body's in a really good place. So yeah, I feel like there's been various different kind of versions of me this year. So maybe that's why it feels a bit bit longer as well. And I also need to say, of course, that these episodes are highly self-indulgent because I get to talk about myself and my year all the whole episode. But if you've listened to to one of these episodes before, this is the third year that I'm doing the, the, the separate personal and, 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 and business highs and lows episodes. Um, you will know that I do try and share as, as many of my learnings as I can in, in these episodes as well with the view to yeah, passing back any learnings that I've had myself. So I'm going to dive in. So I'm just going to swap between, I've cr- tried to create some kind of a flow that will hopefully make sense to, to it makes sense to me hopefully it'll make sense to you listening as well so one of the the personal highs this year was my little Byron retreat for one so I guess inverted commas officially I was there for work because I, I created a, a four, four, four days in Byron to really power through some of the writing in the book because I knew that baby was imminent and I just wanted to create that that space to make sure that I got I really wanted to get two-thirds of the book written before he was born which thankfully I managed to do but I was also very conscious that that was going to be my last chance to have any kind of time to myself or like a proper retreat like that for for quite a while. And on my goals, I actually had a health retreat for myself. And then I hosted my own retreat to Noosa as in for my, my community. And I just came away from that so energized and so recharged and so lit up 
that I didn't actually feel like I needed to go on a health retreat, which is pretty cool, like a little two for one bonus. Um, so I think that's probably a measure of how great that retreat was if the person who was running it came away feeling like that. <laughs> Never mind how everyone who, who who was a guest there got to feel. So yeah, so instead what I decided to do was create a writing retreat. I've always had this, it's actually, it was on my vision board last year, uh, this idea of just booking a little cottage near nature and and making that my my spot just to write. I've kind of got this, you know, the Love Actually scene where Colin Firth's character is he goes away to Portugal to write. I had that, like, that's it's been imprinted in my brain for a long time since I first watched that movie. So yeah, I hired a little, a little Airbnb, which backed out onto a nature reserve. I went shopping in, in the beautiful, the local grocery store there that had like lots of beautiful organic and um, pre-prepared meals. And I bought some really beautiful food, the highlight being the adaptogenic cacao that I'm still buying now. It's like my little taste of Byron. It's amazing how food can bring you back to a certain time and place in your life. So every time I have a drink of that cacao, I just feel like I'm back sitting on the back deck looking into that nature reserve. No one, no one around. It's just really, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Anyway, had to talk about food, of course. But yeah, just for, did I say that three nights or four nights? I think I did four nights there. And just having beautiful food, being able to just set my own pace for the day, got so much writing done. I wrote 20,000 words of the book there, reading, sleeping, meditated twice a day. It was just heaven. I absolutely loved it. And I think I also had extra gratitude for just knowing the life stage that I was about to to kind of go into with, with a newborn baby. Um, so yeah, just, I soaked that shit up. That was really, really good. And it just reminded me again, I mean, it was funny because I was there and I wrote in the new book, in the Step Into You book, I wrote a chapter on, it's, it, part of the chapter is the need for retreat and why I believe every woman needs a retreat of some shape or form in their life. And it just reminded me while I was there of how powerful they are. It was quite timely to be writing that exact section while I was there in Byron. So yeah, massive personal high was with that time to myself. It was, it was really, really nice. And the second high, and it sounds like this isn't that the biggest high, but of course it was, it was more just trying to do this in chronological order to a, to a degree was Wilder. So our sweet Wilder arrived on the 25th of June. And I'm just beaming ear to ear talking about this because he is just magic. Of course, we would have been absolutely thrilled with whatever baby came our way, especially after the, the, the history that we had had on trying to bring babies into the world. And, well, he's just magic. He is the most joyful little bundle of sunshine. And Lexi was a really happy baby too. And yeah, he's just, he's just sunshine. He grins ear to ear. He smiles with his entire body. That's the only way I can describe it. And he's a raging extrovert. It's been so interesting because Lexi, I think, is more the introvert end of the, the, the scale, like me, the spectrum. And Wilder is just a raging extrovert. Like when I'm carrying him down after having his nap in our room and and he comes downstairs and he's like craning his neck around the bottom of the stairs to see who's there, like who who can hang out with. <laughs> he's just awesome. He's so cool. And I'm so grateful that we got to have the birth that we had. I obviously did a whole separate episode on our birth story and shared our birth video on Insta as well. If you haven't watched it, go have a look. It's, it's, it's really special. I'm so thrilled that we got it and also that I shared it because I had hundreds of messages about that birth video just saying, yeah, re- really beautiful messages. And um, yeah, we got to have the birth that we we wanted. I covered separately in the business highs and lows. I got to create that three months of baby land that I really, really, really wanted. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's been a huge adjustment 
going from having a very, very, very independent four-year-old to having a tiny newborn who's completely dependent on me, really, again, because because I'm breastfeeding. Um, so it's been a massive adjustment. But then I feel like, and maybe I'm saying this because I feel like we're out the other side, like it feels like the, I, I, I talk about this analogy quite a bit in my mentoring where you've got a snow globe and you shake it really, really hard. And I feel like now that the little flakes of snow are settling now, like I feel like we've found our groove as, as a family of four. So it was, of course, a huge adjustment. And I mean, so much of it's blurry now. Like I'm looking back and like, I can hardly remember those days in Babyland, which is just crazy. But yeah, it just feels really good. I feel very settled in our family and we're just obsessed with him. We're so in love. It's made me love Lexi even more to see her as a big sister and like today, we've had a very, very slow Saturday. Yeah, she's been home all day. She hasn't left. I went for a walk and Wilder, oh, sorry, Wade went to work this morning. But um, Lexi hasn't left all day. She's been in her pajamas and we're, on, we're in school holidays. So we're just really, really chilling this weekend, which has felt really nice. And she's just been chatting to him all day. I had a little dance. I had Taylor Swift going on on Spotify and I was dancing around with him. And then she joined in and like he just burst out laughing when she joined. Like he was watching her dancing just cackling like cackling this morning she was reading him books it's just yeah it's magic I feel incredibly grateful to have this family of four and I think especially because at times I just wondered if we would ever actually get to have the second baby so I mean I could probably wax lyrical about Wilder for another 17 hours uh but yeah he's by far and away the biggest high of 2021 it's just yeah magic he's a magical little baby and anyone who meets him was like, he's so smiley. <laughs> he just spreads sunshine. He's magic. And where am I jumping into now? Another high, and this is kind of a funny one because it's a high and it's a low, but yeah, just navigating lockdown. You know, a lockdown, we, Wilder was born in the early hours of Friday morning and we went into lockdown the next day and we stayed in lockdown for three and a half months. So that was that was really big. And in a way, you know, the first six weeks I was like, you know, it's just extended baby bubble. And I guess it just took any expectation that we might've had to have people visiting or family come visit, or it just took that out of it. So we really did have that opportunity to bunker down as a family and, and go inwards in a big way. Um, but I think at the six week point, I was like, okay, this kind of sucks because I really wanted to do like the, mums and bubs yoga and to actually join a mother's group which I didn't do with Lexi because uh, we went to Ireland for my sister's wedding when she was almost six weeks old and we stayed away for for eight weeks so I just missed that whole mother's group opportunity and I see with friends how how close they are to their mom's group so I really wanted to do all those things I wanted to go for coffees with friends and I wanted to um, take him to the gym and like put him into the the the, the crash there and yeah, I just had this realization, I think probably when he was about six, about that six week mark going, oh, like we're going to be in this lockdown to the end of my baby lounge, like we're not coming out of this. So, um, but the reason I'm making it a high is that I'm really proud of us as a family for navigating that and for just, yeah, just, just getting on with it. And I also feel very grateful that we weren't in the position that we were in last year because Wade's business was really badly affected him and I chatted on a podcast episode earlier on this year about it like his business was basically forced into hibernation through everything that happened last year and earlier on this year and um it we just felt very very and also I was freaking out because I had so many um I mean I had three retreats that I was meant to run last year and they were all 
first of all postponed and then in the end cancelled. So I was dealing with a lot of that last year. So I just felt very grateful that we were a lot more settled this year and that and also that we weren't as exposed this year. I think that's the word I'm looking for. And I know that not everyone, I know there was a huge amount, particularly of business owners who were incredibly badly affected by everything that happened in Australia this year. And just want to send massive love to all of you because I know from my mentees and even local businesses in our area just how hard it was. And um, yeah, I, I know that we were in a very, very fortunate position this year versus last year. So yeah, sending love to all of you who who were also navigating lockdowns this year because I know that it was it was really tough. And the reason I've put it as a high is that I'm I'm proud of us as a family for, for navigating that. Um but on that point, and as I said, lockdown was a high, but it was also a low. And a low was the loneliness of lockdown. Um I feel a bit emotional talking about this because I haven't talked about this yet. When Lexi was born, my mom was here for the first week, week, 10 days of her life and went back to Ireland. And then we went back to Ireland when she was five and a half weeks old. And then we were with family and then we went to Italy on a holiday. Then we went back to Ireland. Then we went to London for two, three weeks, went back to Ireland and came back. So we were just very busy during my maternity leave that time. And and I was in touch with my business, but I wasn't, I wasn't hands-on in my, my first business back then. Um, but it just felt very busy. There was a lot going on. Um, yeah. And I wanted a quieter maternity leave slash baby land this time around. But as I said, I wanted to be doing like the things that you, inverted commas, you should do on maternity leave, like the coffees and the beating up with other moms and, and all that kind of thing. And, um, we went into lockdown the day after Wilder was born and, and I was very kitted up. Like I was prepared for maternity leave. I bought this we bought this massive um, freezer, secondhand freezer, and I stocked it literally to the gills with food. And that was all, that was all great. And I've got a, a crew of, of women, we call ourselves the village ladies in my area. And I, I know from like my mother's blessing and so on that there was a big intention that, you know, we would be together and there would be a huge amount of support going into this next phase as, as a mom of two and so on. And Ultimately, what happened was everyone went into survival mode because people were homeschooling, people were working from home, they had kids at home. Um, and, you know, coupling that with the uncertainty of of lockdown. But um, it just meant that I had little to no social interaction during lockdown and and in those early days of, of being a new mom. And I've experienced loneliness in my in my life and, 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 I, and I experienced it again during lockdown. It was really, really tough. I was really lonely. And I think Instagram is awesome because you get to get on and connect with people. And, and, you know, the thing was, well, I wasn't working. So I was, wasn't really in touch with mentees like I would normally be, which is normally almost like socializing for me because I love working with them so much. So it was just really lonely. And, you know, Wade kept up exercising with, with his best mate. They've trained together for the last, um, oh God, what, two years? I think they've trained together now every morning. So they kept that up. They just went to the park and trained in, in the dark in the middle of winter so, and then he was working. So he had like social interaction from his teams, even if it was remote. And yeah, I really felt the sting of loneliness this, this year and I didn't like it. And I just want to say to you, if you are someone who is currently experiencing loneliness, whether it's because you're a new mom or you've moved to a different state or a different country or whatever it might be, I just, yeah, I just want to see you and, 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 and recognize you for that because it's tough. It's really, really tough. And, and I think the blessing in it, because obviously I was trying to extract the learning and the blessing and, and, the, and the, the lesson from things is that I'm really 
now that I'm kind of feel like I'm back to myself and we found our groove, myself and Wilder as a family, I really want to invest a lot more in my female friendships. I feel like that was a a weakness this year of mine. And that's something I'm very, very in- intentional about now. It's, towards the end of this year, I found a couple of really, really beautiful groups, which I've been loving getting to know and, and women have been so welcoming to me, which feels incredible. And I'm really, really fortunate in that. And it's something that I really want to focus on next year is really nurturing those female friendships more because I was chatting to my friend Jules a while ago and I was saying that, you know, when things get busy, it's our relationship like with our partners, if we have one, that is the the shock absorber for, for the stress and the busyness going on in our lives. And and then Jill's built on that and she's like, yeah, but it's the female friendships, like they're gone. You know, we kind of have to have our partners if we have them because they're around. But the female friendships, like that's the bit that gets chopped and I would really identify that. And it's not something I like about myself that that's where the my friendships have come and my values kind of matrix until now. And yeah, it's something that I really want to do. And not just for my own benefit, but to be there more for my friends when they're going through tough periods. I really want to be the person that my friends turn to and not for them to think, oh, and no one has said this to me, but yeah, Lorraine's probably busy because she's got all this stuff going on. Like I, yeah, that's something I want to be really intentional about next year. I'm very, very, very focused on that and already trying to, I guess, activate that intention towards the end of this year. Um, Another low is my family not having met Wilder. Um. Yeah, that kind of sucks. And I know I am by no means the only new parent or repeat parent who's having that experience given the the level of um, restriction that we've had in terms of our movements as a result of COVID again this year. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I hate that my baby's almost six months old and my sister's never held him. I hate that my sister's baby is almost 18 months old and I've never held him. You know, that just sucks. I, I don't think we're meant to live like this. Like we're not meant to live like this. So that's that's been a low because I would yeah love to I, I'm really missing my sister and um, and that time together particularly as we're both I mean we're both in the trenches with 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 small kids at the moment and I just kind of have this like fantasy of you know next year we'll meet somewhere in between in the middle between us and we'll get to hang out and have our kids meet each other and have our kids get to really know each other I mean our her her elder she's got a daughter um I've obviously got Lexi who's my our daughter and they kind of chat over over WhatsApp video, but it's not the same. You know, I want them to have memories together, to make memories together beyond a phone. So yeah, that that was definitely a low low this year. And as I said, I fully acknowledge that I am by no means the only person who's going who's been through that. So yeah, big love to all of you missing fams as well. Um another low would be Wade's business situation. So I mean, that was just heartbreaking for him having to make that decision with his team um, to put their business into hibernation. So they've been doing some activities this year, which have been going well, but he decided um, back in, God, how long has he been doing it? He is now working in a strategic role. He's taken a contract working in a strategic role with the army, which is all about redefining leadership across the entire army, which he is so excited about and so passionate about. And he's loving it. He's loving his team. He's loving his boss. So that's been a real, it's actually been a real high. But it's been a low because I know that had COVID not happened, he would much prefer to have been running his business and 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 seeing that continue to be the success that he and his team had already made it be up until early 2020. So that's been a low because I know and can see and feel the toll that it's taken on him. Oh, water. 
been talking to Lexi all day and now now recording podcasts and power chat with Stace on our walk as well. And um, so yeah, that's been a low just yeah for for us as a family. And I think it's been challenging. I mean, I already recorded my business highs and lows episode just before I recorded this, but my business has been, you know, it's been really, really successful this year. And I know that must be tough for him. He obviously hasn't said that, but it's been tough for him seeing me have that experience and knowing that if things were different, he would be experiencing similar success, if not even greater success than I was lucky enough to experience this year. So that that's been a low, but but we're good because I'm now going to jump on to where am I going? Oh no, I'll jump to that in a second. But yeah, Wade's business that that has been a low for us, and I just think he's an exceptional human being with how he's navigated that that huge huge change and he's just really gripped up the army opportunity and made it made it an amazing opportunity for him and for his team and and, and our family and another low this year was Lexi's health and need to caveat this because I know that there's families out there who are having incredibly traumatic challenging almost overwhelming health issues with their kids so I don't for a second want to say that what we experienced this year was was awful but um we, we had some health issues with Lexi. So she got a UTI at the start of this year, which took three rounds of antibiotics to shift. Um, then we had 10 days of hand, foot and mouth, which was hectic <laughs> up every night with her itching and so uncomfortable. It was awful. Um, and, and then she got the UTI back again. I'm just, I feel like I'm blurry. I can't remember if it was just before Wilder was born or just after she got it again. I think it was just before. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually blurry. I can't quite place it. So yeah, as like a family, we're generally very healthy. We've got strong immune systems. And um, actually, the other thing she had was, what's it called? It's a skin condition. She started getting it in October last year, November last year. Oh my God, what is it called? Oh, it's completely gone out of my head. It's basically like a, a skin condition. Um, she had these little spots on her belly and I took her to her GP and she said, oh, it's just this oh it'll come back to me hopefully during this episode um and there's nothing you can do unless it gets really bad we can freeze it off which of course didn't want to put her through that poor thing so she said it'll just go away on its own but I remember my sister having it for quite a long time as a kid um molluscum thank you brain molluscum it was called so we just kept an eye on it and I was trying to treat it and tried steroid creams took her back to the GP again who was just like look it's not that bad like this unless you want to freeze it we just kind of need to let it heal so yeah, there was just quite a bit of health stuff. And then she got another UTI then over June, July, and we did another round of antibiotics to try and deal with it. And they didn't work. There was still the, the her retest was still coming back positive. And the GP was like, okay, we'll try a different course of antibiotics. And I was like, that's five rounds of antibiotics in one year. Like there's no way we can go that far. That's just crazy. And our kinesiologist um, actually recommended a homeopath who we started working with. And I'd never experienced homeopathy before and she just gripped it up it was just incredible what she did um managed Lexi's symptoms within a week and she's been absolutely clear since then so it's been touch wood almost six months now that she's been clear no symptoms at all and um didn't have to smash her again with antibiotics which, which was really good so and weirdly the molluscum so that started clearing up two weeks before Wilder was due and I actually called our GP because I was like, that's so weird. Like, what is that? And I called the GP and said, look, when did I actually bring her in with that? So she checked back through the notes on the phone and said oh, it was back in November, which is when we were we found out we were pregnant with Wilder. So I feel like on an intuitive level, they were tied together somehow, like her skin condition 
and my pregnancy and knowing that there was a new sibling coming. And then it was the weirdest thing. It just healed in about three days after having it for almost a year. No, almost, no, maybe nine months. It just healed. It was gone. The craziest thing. And it hasn't come back again. So yeah, as I said, they were not chronic, serious, life-threatening conditions, but um, they, they just added a lot of strain and stress. And you know, as, as any of you who are parents know, when your kid isn't, you know, 100% health, like it's just such a worry to you <clears throat> and you just want them to be well and not to be uncomfortable or in pain. So I feel like even in the last two months, I can just see she's glowing, like she's just back to the health that she would have had this time last year. So that feels really, really good, Um, obviously. And, and she feels really, really good as well. Um, so they were the, yeah, they were, they were the lows as such. And then I'm going to jump back to the high. So another high was deepening friendships. So while I say like those, there was the loneliness that I really, really experienced during the whole lockdown period. Um, some of my friendships are really, really deepened, especially my friendship with Stacy. So her and I recorded that episode on how to make friends as a grown up earlier on this year. And that's just been awesome. Like her, our friendship has been such an incredible gift this year. And, I think we've both made time for it and we've walked a lot, like walking is our thing. So just today, um, we went for a walk today for an hour of, of power of walking. And, and, and I actually think as I was putting together this list today, I realized that so towards the end of the lockdown, halfway into lockdown, Stace was renovating her house. She's got this incredibly beautiful house now. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. And she was, um, obviously like, n- I want to say knee deep, like eyeballs deep in this, this renovation. It was a huge, huge undertaking for her and her husband and her family. And she spent, God, what did she end up spending? Maybe a month to six weeks, six weeks with her parents on the coast and was commuting back and down. So I didn't really see her for that time because of course she was on the road most of the time and then dealing with homeschooling and then driving up and down and and dealing with the, the renovation. Um, and I feel like that's when I f- really felt the bite of the loneliness. So Stacey, if you're listening to this, please don't feel guilty. That's <laughs> not my intention. But what I really realize is we we don't need like 20 friends around us checking in and so on. Just to have one friend that you can go and have a chat with once a week, even life changing. And I really felt the lack of her, like when she was back and she's back now in our area. And I said to her, like, I really missed you. Like, I was like, there was something big missing from my life for the last few weeks that you were gone. So I think that was a really big lesson for me as well as just how much our friendship had deepened this year, but also that we don't need endless people, you know, just one good friend, as I said, seeing them once a week or talking to them on a phone once a week can be really, really life changing. Um, so that was a biggie. Uh, the other one, and I'm actually, I'm going to be recording an episode on this soon, um, was 75 hard, weirdly. Um, so doing the, the 75 hard challenge, um, I just finished it, what, it'll be three weeks ago now as I'm recording this, was a really big achievement and a really big high for me this year. So if you're not familiar with the 75 hard challenge, you basically, for 75 days, you commit, it was started by a guy called Andy Frazella, an entrepreneur in the States. Um, 75 days, you exercise twice for 45 minutes each time. One of those has to be outside. You stick to a diet, You whatever that diet you choose is. You drink almost four liters of water a day, so it's a, a US gallon. Um, you read 10 pages of nonfiction and no cheat meals. I said no alcohol already, didn't I? 
And yes, so that's the challenge and you have to do it for 75 days. So Wade had already started it and gotten sick during it. So he stopped and was starting again. And that's the thing. If you drop, if you don't do one of those things a day, oh, the other thing is take a progress photo. If you don't do one of those things, you have to stop and start all over again. So Wade had gotten to like day 35 and gotten sick for a week and then started it again. And he was starting it on the Monday and I was like, that's it, I'm doing it with you. And I started when I was 12 weeks postpartum, postpartum, post having Wilder. And for me, it was just about getting some discipline back into exercise. Um, I wanted to get my body a lot more toned and not, I didn't, wasn't really bothered about losing weight. I just wanted to get a lot more toned. And also I wanted to work on my strength because <laughs> I gave birth to a um, 4.3 kilo baby who is now almost eight kilos. So I was just conscious that I didn't want to be getting like back issues and niggles and so on from hauling him around all the time. Um, so yeah, I was really, really proud of myself. So we completed it. We did it together. It was a really bonding experience for myself and Wade. And I think it just massively helped that we were both doing it. So there was no temptation from the other one. Um, I didn't do like two full 45 minute workouts. I did an hour walking every day. And so I considered that one of my workouts. And then I would do maybe 20, 20 to 45 minutes, depending on what was workable with, with the fam, because I was also working as well during that. Um, and yeah, I just have a really great sense of fulfillment. Um, the biggest thing I think was the mindset shift to say, you know, you can be consistent on, and I will talk about this more in a separate episode, but yeah, it was a really good reminder of how strong I am and how disciplined I can be when I want to be. And, and also I just feel like it, it made a really big, um, improvement in my body. Like I feel like my core is so much stronger. I just look leaner and much, much more like I would like, I would like to look, and still a lot more that I want to do in terms of really particularly core strength. And and I'll get back to the gym over the Christmas break. I figure it'd be a good time to come back in when Wade's here and we can, I can just go kind of thoughts of actually going to the gym now for like an hour. Like, how? <laughs> it's just so easy to stroll out my mat and do my, my workouts at home in the living room. But um, I do want to go back and I think that will be kind of my next, um, the next level of, of where I want to get to strength wise and, and, and muscle tone wise will be getting into like, yeah, proper strong gym workouts again. So that, that will come. So I love doing 75 hard from a mental perspective, a relationship perspective for myself and Wade and, and also a yeah, physical perspective. I felt really, really good for doing it. Um, the other high that I wanted to speak to, I'm just reading my notes. Where's number 10? Um, yeah, the other high that I wanted to speak to was outsourcing. So I've touched on outsourcing in Get Remarkably Organized and it's something, you know, we have, we have cleaners. We didn't have the cleaners during lockdown, but once it was okay to have cleaners again, we would leave and they would come and clean. Um, but I've really been playing with more outsourcing this towards the end of this year, like as in when Wild is here, I'm back at work. I'm being very, very, very diligent. I'm doing two and a half days of work in my week and that's it. Like I'm, I call it my golden boundaries around that. So as a result, um, there's, there's that, like my, my time is at a premium, but also because Wade is working five days a week, there was kind of a, a thing and I, and I totally get it. It was nothing that he was intentionally doing, but I was gripping up a lot of the house stuff and on my Mondays and Fridays with Wilder, which of course is when I want to be you know, soaking him up as much as possible. So I've been really playing with outsourcing. So we've still got the cleaners in place and Stacy actually, and also AJ on my team gifted me, um, or gifted us, I should say as a family, dinner ladies vouchers. So I tried dinner ladies and loved it. So I 
have been trialing. We don't do it every week, but just when weeks are going to be especially busy getting, getting dinner ladies, um, set up. So there's food in the freezer for the week ahead. That's been awesome. And also right now I'm just trialing outsourcing our laundry, which was perfectly timed because <laughs> we're in the middle of La Nina, La Nina right now. And it's been four weeks of, yeah, a lot of rain. Um, so it's actually a, a brand partnership that I've created and. That's been really, really cool and it's been a massive eye-opener as to how much time I and also Wade were spending doing laundry. And so I'm going to do, I think I'm going to call it Operation Outsource early next year and probably do a separate podcast episode on that. But um, that's been really, really cool. It's been definite high just to see that. And obviously it's it's going to cost money to outsource, but just the the mental bandwidth and the time, you know, it's the time that you can never get back that I'm getting back from being prepared to let go more. And and also we've had our wonderful nanny come back. So we have Lexi's nanny from when she was three and a half months old has come back to our family. So so Eva's with us two and a half days a week at the moment. And um, that's just been a massive help, you know, just to help like if there is laundry there, just to fold some away before we started handing it over or, or sending it out as Wade's calling it. And just things like when Wilder's sleeping and it's it's a nice time right now because he's sleeping still so much with his naps during the day because he's so small. Um, she bakes our, our gluten-free bread. I've got this amazing buckwheat loaf I make. So she bakes bread um, and she also makes a, a batch of my baked oatmeal, which is my fa- our favorite breakfast. So she does that and just little things like she'll go and do our source shop. So it's like a bulk food shop. She'll do that. So I feel like in the past with Lexi, I can hear Wilder getting cranky. He's ready for bed. Um, I can feel in the past I was more like, okay, no, I'll, I'll do it. Like I'll get it all done or we'll get it done. And it's been a really interesting lesson um, with Wilder coming just to say, well, no, like I can't. And I can, but it's going to involve folding laundry until 10 o'clock at night and doing cook-ups um, a couple of times a week, which I just, I'm just not in a position to do right now. And I don't want to be in a position doing that. So that's been a really good, it's been an interesting lesson and a big high just to see how possible it is to hand stuff over and I'm excited to dive deeper into that next year and also share that share that experience with, with you on the podcast as well. My last personal high is our personal finances. So if you haven't already listened to my business highs and lows episode, I talked in that about my business finances this year and how much more stable and profitable they have been, which I'm incredibly grateful for. And, and then I think that has influenced our personal finances because our personal finances, as I've talked about quite openly, um, you know, with that massive knock that I had in 2018 and then both of us being in startup land because I went back and started my second business that same year, Wade was into, what was he into? He was into year two of his business then. And then the COVID situation last year, throwing both of us around, both of us, I mean, Wade losing a hell of a lot more money than I lost in my business. And, and then the fact that we were both back in startup land, it makes it difficult to like borrow money. And we had bought the, we bought a house on the Gold Coast in 2018. And with a view to that was going to be our family home and it was our, our tree change. And then quite quickly reversed that tree change because I was very, very lonely and it just wasn't working for us as a family at all. Moved back to Sydney and then was kind of sitting there going, shit, like why did we put all our money into that house when <laughs> we're not living in it anymore? We're not even in the same state anymore. And and then a few different things have happened on the personal finance front. And again, I want to share this because being very honest, I was in a very, very hopeless place when it came to money for quite a few years. And I had to work very, very hard on my money mindset 
last year, which I think then laid the foundations for business success this year. So a few different things have happened. One, I worked really, really hard on my money mindset. And that's with the help of Denise Duffield Thomas's um, money, money bootcamp. Loved that. And I interviewed Denise on the podcast last year. And I've got a whole chapter on money mindset and what I did in a lot more detail in, in the new book, in the Step Into You book, um, which is coming out this week. And so I really worked hard on my money mindset and and yeah, did the X, like I did the work on the money mindset and continue to do it. I think you're always doing that. The second thing that changed as well is our Gold Coast house has gone up massively in value, which we did not expect. So that's been a, I guess it's, it's a, it's a funny one. I was talking to the real estate agent who specializes in the space in, in that, in that area. And he said that because our place is in the Gold Coast hinterland, uh, it's people from Sydney or Melbourne and other kind of urban areas moving up to Queensland, like to Brisbane and, and the surrounds there and like more like urban Gold Coast. And then what's happened then is the people who, who have sold their properties there to people coming up from Sydney and Melbourne who have always wanted to do the tree change to the hinterland are now making that hint, that change. So it's almost like our property is benefiting from that second domino effect of that the second butterfly effect of of what's happened with covid and people being able to work more remotely and um yeah just be more more have more options as to where they might live and work so yeah that that has been great and has been a huge relief after a few very 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 tough years on the finance front and and the other thing then of course is that wade is now in a inverted comma stable role and that has just really helped our ability to borrow money. So um, yeah, we've got some really exciting investment plans for next year, which again, I'm incredibly grateful for because that was not the case for quite a few years. And um, it feels very nice to have some light at the end of the tunnel after after going through such a the fire financially as a couple um, and also as business owners over the last few years. So um, yeah, that, that was a really, really big high. And I guess just overall, I'm just grateful for I didn't actually write this down, but I think this is so probably the biggest thing of all. I just feel really grateful that my own mental health is so good. Um, if you don't know, I, I experienced depression and in 2019 and I never want to go back to that place again. I'm not saying I won't, I, I may, um, but I feel very happy. Huh. I feel really happy. I feel really contented. I'm so grateful for our family. And my business, which I just love working in. Um, grateful for Wade and our relationship while it's taken <clears throat> a backseat to baby. <laughs> I'm really excited for what we're going to create together next year as a couple. And I'm really grateful that everyone I love is, is healthy and well and safe. Oh, wow. I just feel really quite overwhelmed at that sense of contentment and gratitude for where I'm at. So, yeah, I feel really grateful. And I feel like that feeling has been a long time coming. I feel like there's been a lot of struggle over the last few years. Um, and probably me resisting myself and my own potential as well. But um, yeah, I feel very grateful to be in this spot recording this to you now. And um, yeah, I want to say a huge thank you to you for listening. As I said, these episodes are, are quite self-indulgent <laughs> in nature. Uh, but I really hope that there's maybe been some some take-outs that you've had from my experience, my personal experience this year that maybe you can apply in your own life. And and also some hope. You know, I've I've talked quite openly about the challenges on finances and business and and our relationship, myself and Wade's relationship and fertility and 
yeah, lockdown and so on. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that by me sharing my story, that there's some, some nuggets that maybe you can apply in your life. And also just to give you hope that if, if you haven't had an exceptional 2021, that I hope that me sharing what I've shared has, has given you some hope that, that, that better days are, are just around the corner. And I think holding on to that belief over the last few years has really, I mean, that's really what's kept me showing up, really. I mean, and that's the thing, isn't it? When you're going through tough times, you just got to keep showing up. So, I'm really grateful that I did keep showing up because I've I've had a really wonderful year this year. And yeah, I think the fact that I'm crying with gratitude at the end of a podcast episode about it is, is a really, really good sign and a measure of, of how, how grateful I do feel for that. So I'm going to sign off now because I can hear that Wade has taken Wilder out of his bouncy chair and the baby will need some feeding and <laughs> to be snuggled down into bed. And so, yeah, sending you so much love. And thank you again for, for listening to this episode and for being part of my show this year again. And Really, really excited for, for what's to come next year with, with you and, and the rest of my community. So sending you much love and um, yeah, happy end of 2021 and happy new year to you, which is very, very, very soon as you're listening to this. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram my handle is at lorraine remarks and through my website lorrainemurphy.com.au if you're enjoying what i'm putting out here please do rate review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better do all three chat to you next week